Who do you think is going to win the NBA Finals? Predictions right now from both of you. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you who I think the the so the two final teams. Um, don't think it's going to be the Lakers purely because I don't think LeBron and AD ramped up to be able in playoff mode right now because they spent so much injured. Um. So, honestly. If Jamal Murray was healthy, it'd be the Nuggets. I think it's going to be the Jazz against the Nets. And I think oh. it's going to be the I think it's going to be the Nets. I think it's going to be the Phoenix Suns against the Milwaukee Bucks. Welcome into the Sports Burrito Podcast. You're here with Blake, as always, with Antoheeb Bakar, and he also goes by Tobe. Oh. Uh, had a lot of sports this week. Have you, have you enjoyed the the high activity in sports we've had lately, Tobe? Uh, I feel like we've been spoiled lately with sports. Um, summer is usually a dead period. But it's always fun to see um, good baseball play. Um, shout out to Mississippi State. Um, good basketball play. Um, good soccer play. And yeah, it's just been an all around great week of sports. And we hope to just talk about it for you guys and just give our opinions, disagree or whatever. Opinions are opinions, and you can suck it. Uh, side note on Mississippi State, that was their first championship in any sport ever in the history of the program, and now there is only one Division One school that does not have an NCAA championship in any sport. Uh, you know that- poor, poor, poor Virginia Tech. Yeah, Virginia Tech. Sorry, Hokies. Hokies. You at everything. You're con- you're you're decent at everything, but you're just not good enough to be champions. And that is that is sad, that is sad. But we'll um, hopefully you'll get there in like I don't know. They have cornhole national championships, don't they? They do. We'll uh, we'll, we'll root for Virginia Tech for a cornhole. Um, so oh, probably well. the biggest event, worldwide event, uh, Euros, down to the semifinals. Um, I think both of our both of our champion picks are out. Uh, I think the only – my other team that I had in, was England. Um, they are still in. Um, and what's your, what's your feelings about the four teams left? Um, it felt like in a certain part of the bracket, every game felt like a semifinal. So I don't think the brackets were, you know, balanced properly. It gave England a pretty easy shot to the championship, but I still don't think that it's coming home. And <laughs> shout out to all the Denmark people. I am rooting for you guys. Cost me a lot of money about a month ago, but 
you also stole my heart. <laughs> so I will root for you guys to the end. A fun story. Um, I think the Italy-Belgium game, that felt like a final. And, yeah, it did uh, feel like a final. And honestly, Belgium just didn't execute on some scoring opportunities they had. If they did, we'd be it would be Belgium-Spain um, this week. Because... I know Lukaku got to be the luckiest team left. Lukaku kicking a ball off of the the backside of the ass of a defender, and then having a cross go directly in front of his forehead and him just miss it is not very Lukaku like. So realistically, he should have got at least one of those, and we should have had extra time. But what can you do? Um, But I do think I do think the best team left. Top to bottom is Italy. Is Italy. But I do think that England's playing the best right now. Um, yeah, they they really surprised me by beating Germany. You know, uh, overrated. You know, they're not the Germany that they were in um, that's fair. 2014 or whenever the World Cup was. Like, that miss by Müller at the end of the game that should not yeah. happen if you're Germany. Like when I think of yeah. Germany, I think of like military, military strict, good execution stuff like that, and they just they execute, haven't they, they been that way. They haven't been that way for the past major tournaments, and it's just really weird to see them play. Yeah. Um, but, and and in England, and yet, yeah, they they played an, an overachieving Ukraine team. But a lot of times when teams overachieve like that, they still scrap around, like hang around. England shut the door from the beginning. They were very definitive. They did not play down to their competition. I don't think they're going to do that against Denmark. I love Denmark. I think it's a cool story. They got some good players. But I, I just think England's better than them right now. And I'm looking at England-Italy final because I think that Spain's possess possession style is um, – this, it won't work well with with such great veterans like Chiellini and uh, it's it's bad football. It's, it's not it's not going to work. Because Italy. Italy's too the the defense in Italy is so veteran. So good, so good. And they, they they know they've been there, they've done that, they've seen it all, and they are on the same wavelength. And then you've got Donnarumma, who is an amazing goalie. Okay. As good as as a goalie as you're going to get in the world right now, and then the the front half has been executing offense. So Insigne has been magical, dude. He's been fantastic. Immobile when he gets he gets to play, um, he you know he comes off usually about the 70th minute, but the first half of the of the Belgium game he was very active, fantastic. So um, yeah, I, I I think it's going to be Italy England and. I I don't I don't want it to come home truly only because I don't want to hear about it. <laughs> I just don't want them to win because I don't want to hear about it. Cause like okay, quick question: Has England ever won a Euro tournament? I, I'm I'm fairly certain they have. Let's uh, I I'm not sure if they have actually, or if they have, it's it hasn't been since like. 1940 something or something like that. It, it hasn't never come home in a while. It's never even been to the final. Wow. From what I understand. 
man, I I hate to say it, but I think it's I think it's coming yeah. home. Ever been to the final? Um, I mean, we've had I mean we've had the Soviet Union's one, Czechoslovakia had one, West Germany won twice, Denmark has won once, Greece won once. In 2004. Oh, Denmark won before England. That's Denmark won in 1992, defeating Germany 2-0. to zero. Um, The Soviet yeah, Union has been out. twice. Um, Yugoslavia has been twice. Oh, the Soviet Union has been more than twice. They've been a few times. Germany has been a lot. Uh, okay, so for the guys listening, the Soviet Union was the first ever super team in any major sport. That's kind of unfair talking about them. That was a super team of all super teams. <laughs> and then we got West Germany. They went three years in a row. Um, so, yeah, but no England. No England at all. Um, they hosted in 1996 where Germany defeated the Czech Republic. And Czech Republic has not recovered since, evidently. So Unfortunately, they lost to Denmark. Prayers out to the Czech Republic. Um, yeah, it would be cool for – I mean, it would be cool to see England win it, but – but I also don't want to hear about it. It's going. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be very annoying. I base my entire yeah. English, English accent on Harry Potter, thing. though, so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Harry Potter. Harry Potter and Austin Powers is like the entire gist of my what I base English accents on. So I, I do a really good Australian one, but they suck at everything except for basketball, and they're they're like third best in the world at that. So and rugby, they're very good at rugby. So, yeah. Shout yeah, out I to just... all the shout out to all the kids out there. Um, that unfortunately have to look up the Ben Simmons as a basketball role model. <laughs> I think I think they're more looking up to Patty Mills and Joe Ingles Patty at this Mills. point. Patty well, Mills. Patty Mills plays the for the national team. I believe he's the captain of the Australian national team, and he has been excellent. In they've had international tournaments for basketball. He has been really good. Oh, yeah. Well, so Euros will be coming to an end. The finals later this week, right? Um, I think it's July sixteenth. Um, the semifinals are on Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, cool. hopefully we see Italy versus England. We can finally end that old World War Two um Ooh. matchup that didn't go in a particular team's favor. But... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we've also got the Stanley Cup Finals that seem to be um, finishing. It's over. Up. It's over. I'm um, sorry. It I'm too. sorry, Canadians. It's over. We lost. This, this we is lost. one of the cases, though, that I don't feel like happens in NHL very often. I feel like the best team in the NHL is going to win the championship. Yep, the team that won last year, the team that's been at the top been of the league it. for pretty much the past five years. They're probably going to win. Yeah. They've been dominant so far this series. Yep. I mean, they've oh, been, they've been just far and away better than anybody else I've seen so far. I would have said the Knights, but they looked so bad against the Canadians, and it was just... So, yeah, the Lightning looks like they're going to sweep 4-0, be back-to-back champions. Um and next year, hopefully, they'll have a little more to compete with with the Hurricanes. 
because North Carolina has not won anything since the last time we won. The Hurricanes won in like 2012. Uh, North Carolina hasn't won anything since UNC won the national championship. We're that not UNC fans. And me and you so. aren't UNC fans, so that doesn't really count. We don't really count that. I mean, North- it counts. I mean, I it can't didn't celebrate with some of my friends that were UNC fans when they won. That's not for the state of North Carolina. That's for over there in Chapel yeah, Hill. should count. Nah, nah, but nah, nah, the thing nah. is, Duke basketball really disappointing lately. Um, we should be better than North Carolina. He had a bad year, and so did Carolina. Had a, I mean, a not even a bad year. Year before, not even a bad year. Carolina was atrocious. So I don't want to hear that. Okay, the year before. Yeah. They were one of the it's more than a, it's it's more than a bad year. We are one RJ Barrett missed free throw away from probably winning it all. Yeah, and that's not a bad year. That's like, just shit happens. One RJ Barrett missed free throw, one Wendell Carter foul uh, one, out. One RJ Barrett oh, passed out of a triple team. Yeah, I know. I, I watched it. I watched. I know. Okay, one showing British some love and making him not feel like an outcast, and we win a a championship. I know. It hurts just thinking about it. All those chances that we had, like yes, and and Bagley's team, they should have beat Kansas. This is separate from the uh, from the the hockey talk, and we didn't have this plan. But you know, I'm a Duke fan. We're both Duke fans. I love Coach K. He's a Hall of Famer, one of the best coaches of any sport of all time. Uh, but with the talent he's had since like 2008, we have been completely underwhelming. Absolutely. With the talent we've had, we should have more than two championships because the 2015 team wasn't even was was not the most talented team we've had. But they were the most team oriented team. Um, and other than the 20 the 2010 team with Kyle Singler and John Sharp and all Smith, they were. There was no possible way they were not going to win a championship that year or at least get there. But, like, we've had a lot of talent that has just not been executed, and a lot of that, those guys are good. So either there's a problem with, and and most of them have been good in the NBA, so there was a problem with scouting and not, like, not signing players that mesh together, or there was a problem with coaching. And I'm, as much as I love Coach K, I'm ready to transition to John Shire, who I think will have a little more of a – chemistry modern look at basketball instead of i feel like the last few years coach k was kind of just phoning it in and letting them go out there and play which is fine it just didn't it didn't seem like he had the magic anymore what i think um duke has been lacking since the 2015 championship is a veteran leadership in the in the group because Honestly, we've been relying on freshmen, but we haven't had a guy since Quinn Cook that could provide leadership, provide good advice to all these teams. Like, for example, we had Brandon Ingram and who else? Then we had Jason Tatum and um, some other guys. But and those are good leaders. Had, we haven't had, like, a good senior that will lead us like um probably our biggest leader since Quinn Cook has probably been Emil Jefferson and unfortunately that team did not reach its goal. Emil Jefferson was we've been 
losing to um, Final Four teams since 2016, I think. Every he is year. now, you know, he is now the um, he he now works at Duke too with the basketball staff now. Yeah, Mill Jefferson. Shit for him. Yeah, but yeah, I see what you mean. They they haven't had many leaders. They haven't had anyone that really stands out as a um, like someone that steps up has been there for a little bit. I think Wendell Moore has the chance to do that now. He he's a junior, right? Either a junior or a senior. He's a junior. He just needs to get better at playing a game of basketball. I don't. He needs to get like, better at, like, at playing. He's a good his player, players. but. Get, I don't, I don't think Wendell Moore has the basketball IQ to be like a great leader that will push the team over yeah. the hump. I really but, wanted it to be Trey Jones. I really did. I really wanted it to be him. Yeah, I, I feel like if the um, tournament wasn't canceled, Duke would have won it all in 2020. It's possible. Um, well, college basketball is a little far away, so let's not get too homer about it. Um. But we uh, so we talked about we've talked about Ben Simmons a lot lately. But last bit of news, uh, I think this happened recently. Um, reportedly, the 76ers turned down a trade offer for Malcolm Brogdon and a first round pick from the Indiana Pacers, which I imagine it would be this year's first round pick, which would be uh, 13. Like what? What pick do they have? Uh, it's 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 right. Out of the lottery because they made the playing games. They made the playing game. Well, it's technically still the lottery, then, wouldn't it be? Indiana is pick thirteen, so that's the last lottery pick. Um, I think so. Indiana would be pick thirteen, so that would have been the thirteenth pick, which could be anybody at this stage because we we kind of don't know how the NBA draft is going to go this year. And then, and then Malcolm Brogdon, who is a borderline all-star player. Uh, in my opinion, you take that not for the reasoning that I think Ben Simmons and Malcolm Brogdon are that close of players, because I do think Ben Simmons is better, and I think he's the gap between Ben Simmons' offensive ability and and Malcolm Brogdon's is a lot smaller than the gap between their defense, because I think. You know, Ben Simmons is, is an elite defender, one of the top five defenders in the NBA. But, and Malcolm Brogdon's a solid defender, but not, not to that caliber. But I think it fits the 76ers better because it adds floor spacing and gives Joel Embiid less, like, he has more space to not be double teamed because it's really hard for a big man of that caliber to be double teamed and when he kicks it out he has to be looking for Ben Simmons to cut because Ben Simmons can't catch the ball out on the perimeter and then come down because then rotations come and it's just not as consistent so it adds so much more to what Joel Embiid needs to do and he already carries so much of that team's weight I just feel like Brogdon would fit better for them because then they would have Brogdon, Tobias Harris, and Seth Curry or Tyrese Maxey on the perimeter, who all are solid shooters, solid, decent defenders. You know, not none, I mean, none, none of them are elite defenders. I'd say Brogdon's the best of the bunch. And they all can get their own shot if they need to. And that makes Joel Embiid not have to do so much. And if he misses a couple games, it's not going to be detrimental to the whole team's atmosphere. Yeah. You you agree basically the same thing. It's just better fit, not necessarily that Ben Simmons is that bad. 
I know we've yeah. I know we've kind of talked him down, but Ben Simmons is still, you know, a good NBA player. He's just not a point guard. Yeah. He he he's not a if you have no offensive talent, you should not be the primary ball handler for a playoff team. And if you are a guy that you, you can't play in the fourth quarter at the end of games because you can't shoot free throws, that's a you problem. That's something that you yourself have to fix. Yeah. Like, I feel like Ben Simmons has been the same exact player since he's been drafted, and he's shown no improvement whatsoever. And that's the most frustrating thing. You always say Ben Simmons, if he had a jump shot, he'd be like LeBron, but... Why hasn't he been working on it? Why doesn't he have one? It just feels like he hasn't been working on his game at all. I mean, De'Aaron Fox got drafted about the same time, right? And De'Aaron Fox was not well-known for a shooter. De'Aaron Fox has improved as a shooter. He's improved as a passer. And he's improved decently as a defender. And there's other, plenty of other guys like that. Donovan Mitchell has improved and elevated his team to a different status that Ben Simmons can't do. And I get he's not the best player on the team like Donovan Mitchell is, but if he was... If, if you take Joel Embiid out of it and put an average center in there, an average NBA center, the 76ers are a bottom 7-8 seed in the East, maybe not make the playoffs because I, he can't elevate his team to that level because he doesn't have the skill set to be the primary player on, on the court. I mean, and I just, not even just the skill set. It feels like he doesn't have the drive that – other players have to become better. Maybe, maybe, yeah. I just feel like there's other guys that have gotten that have improved and have earned like have gotten better every year. Luca was amazing his fir- first year. Rookie of the year. Amazing. He got better. And we didn't even th- I didn't even think that was possible as a as a Mavericks fan. He got better. Trey Young looked at what he was deficient at and he's gotten better at it and he's improving as a defender a little bit. Even guys that have been in the league for years. Steph Curry steadily has improved his defense over his career. He has steadily improved as a rebounder over his career. Ben Simmons has not gotten better at any facet of his game. He's the same guy he was when he first came into the league, which is a solid player who's really good in transition and can can guard all five positions. That is not... An NBA superstar that is not a max player and that is not someone who leads you to a championship as a either the one or two option on a team offensively. So that is our take on Ben Simmons, and it's it's very complicated right now. It just is. But yep. can't wait to talk about Ben next week. Yeah, another trade offer they might turn down. We'll see. Um, but the good news is we've got one of the more exciting NBA finals I think we've had in a long time. Um, some actual parity yeah. in the NBA. Um, we've got two teams who haven't been in a very long time. We've got players looking for their first championships. And I, for one, am very excited. Yeah, um, it's pretty incredible how the finals turned out. I can't honestly can't believe that I predicted this. I said... Phoenix Suns and Milwaukee Bucks, um, how many episodes ago? And now it's come to fruition, and it's just like 
they're two likable teams with um likable stars. Um, Devin Booker, he's very likable. Giannis is Giannis. He, everybody loves Giannis. Um, Chris Ball, he's kind of a dick, but um, he's still <laughs> a great veteran player. But yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be exciting. This will probably be, I say, one of the most hyped finals since um, Golden State and Cleveland back in 2016. Yeah, I mean, it has potential. potential. I'm excited. I mean, getting to see Chris Paul in an NBA Finals, awesome. Getting to see Devin Booker, who's a, a blooming superstar, you know, right now. Um, him getting to be in the finals is awesome. Same thing with Giannis. Him getting over that hump, and now there's another hump for him to get over. Everybody is kind of um, on on the top step, and they need to get one more step to to grab the to get there where they're supposed to be. And the the sucky part about this is someone is going to there's going to be another narrative that comes for one of them, you know, because Chris Paul, yeah. if they lose. Chris Paul is going to be, you know, he got there, but he could never win. Or Devin Booker, you know, this might be his only chance, and it'd be the same thing. And Giannis, it could be, you know what, he can get his team there, but he's not good enough to win a championship, even on an injury-riddled year. Some people might put an asterisk on it. So, I think for Giannis' case, it's more like the um, comparison of building a super team compared to doing what Giannis did, and he stuck with his team. Even yeah. though they lost to the Heat, they lost to the Raptors, he stuck with them. Um, they tried to build around him. Drew Holiday's been pretty up and down this playoffs, but um, it's what they needed. It's what they needed. I, I I think for like as a whole, Giannis winning this championship will kind of put a halt to all the super teams. There's I think it'll put a halt. I don't Honestly, know about this is the first NBA Finals in a while since like 2015 Golden State that doesn't have a super team. No LeBron, no LeBron's buddies, stuff like that. No Curry, no KD. AD and Curry together, nothing like that. Um, I don't. I, Just I, I don't a don't bunch of homegrown superstars like Devin Booker and Giannis. I don't think it'll put a halt to it completely. Because the Nets, I feel like, are, are formed into that mold for at least a couple of years. Um, but it definitely puts a dent into it and proves to other teams, like, you don't have to do this. You can still build a championship team without getting everybody there. And that's a good, you know, that's a good you know message to teams like Dallas, teams like Utah, teams like Denver, that, you know, you don't need another, you know, top-tier superstar. You just need to build the right team play together and play good basketball because that's what the Bucks have done. They've played excellent defense. They've made situational shots. They well, have not shot I, away. From I, I wouldn't call every single Bucks game good basketball because um I mean not every game like it, the it, NBA it, says the Bucks are the dumbest team in the NBA. They play <laughs> some of the most frustrating dumb basketball I've ever seen in my life. I it's mean the, what I mean is like they the not every game is gonna be good. No, and no, no team's run to the NBA Finals has ever been perfect. They've looked bad some games, um, and I, I do think that the IQ sometimes of the Bucks is uh, 
questionable, uh, especially their coach. But uh, they, they're there. And, you know, they beat the best team in the East. They beat the Nets. And, you know, yeah, there might have been some injuries. The Bucks have had injuries, too, and they fought through them. Everybody's had injuries. Everybody left from the playoffs has had injuries. Everybody that played in the semifinals has had injuries. Everybody in the quarterfinals had injuries. So I don't really see the asterisk thing because, you know, they, they won the last, what, three games without Giannis? So, uh, I mean, games. two games, yeah, without Giannis. So I don't see how you can put an asterisk on anything. And I just think that um, I think Middleton has stepped up after, you know, he'd been called out, you know, like, hey, you – like can is he good enough to be the the second banana, you know? And and Drew Holiday's been kind of up and down, but he's still been a great defender every game, uh, just about. And he's you and know Drew Holiday up and down, always clutch. When when his team needs him to perform, he performs. Chris Middleton, yeah. third quarter, fourth quarter, he turned it to Michael Jordan. That dude is yeah. oh, when dude, when he's hot. Yeah, when Chris Middleton's hot, he is he is a excellent NBA scorer, and he's already and he's always a good defender. He always comes out and plays good defense. And um, Brooke Lopez has played pretty good. He's a very underrated player. He doesn't get enough love from people, in my opinion. Yeah, he's the Nets' all-time leading scorer, surprisingly. And um, <laughs> he had, he had a couple of throwback games, looking like uh, New Jersey Nets Brooke Lopez out there. I feel like Brooke Lopez and Jonas Valanciunas are so underrated because they do everything you need a center to do, and especially in the modern uh-huh. NBA. Brooke Lopez can guard the pick and roll. Brooke Lopez can rebound. Brooke Lopez can – he doesn't block a lot of shots, but he protects the rim. He alters shots. And Brooke Lopez can step out there, spread the floor, and take a jump shot. Yeah, I think it's going to be a really, really fun matchup seeing him um... – Against a younger guy like DeAndre Ayton. Ayton, Ayton's almost. I just hope Giannis is able to play game one at least. I think, I think it's, it's crazy that like Ayton literally is like a more athletic version of younger Brook Lopez. Not as good of a shooter, but they're the same kind of style of player. Yeah, I agree. Okay. I can see That'd it. Be fun. Yeah, that'll be that'll be fun to watch, and I I think that's kind of an under underlooked at part of this because you know the Drew Holiday, Chris Paul, and then Devin Booker and Middleton, and then I guess Mikael Bridges is going to guard Giannis if he's playing. And uh, no way, no way. The the thing is, going, um, the the Suns' biggest weakness all postseason has been their lack of size. I don't see true. them having a guy that will be able to. Guard Giannis 100% um, one for one. They do no, have no, he's gonna be double. on their team, but um, gonna, yeah, Giannis double. is going to be doubled. He's going to be doubled. There's not not going to be anyone that will be able I mean, to guard him one by one. Don't slack off on the fact that Mikael Bridges can can play defense, dude. Like, and he's like he's six eight. He's a big guy. I mean, he he can play defense. Six, he's eight. have he's you a, seen? And Giannis is almost seven foot, and I get that, but you know he's not going to let Giannis just do whatever he wants to. Dude, have you seen Giannis play against the people on the Hawks? Just get to the rim easily. The Hawks have no he's true perimeter defenders. He's the Greek freak for a reason. Even if he has a good <laughs> defender on him, he can. Okay, let me let me say something. Giannis has been 
pretty underrated this playoffs. He's been averaging nearly 30 points a game. Almost a double down. They're going to shut him down. That's not what I'm saying. That's absolutely not what I'm saying. Because he's going to get his. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying um, Giannis's production this postseason has been really solid. And it feels like not a lot of people are talking about that. They don't want to. Their teams are out. All the big fan bases that are toxic and annoying, they want to pretend that he hasn't been good. They want to pretend that this doesn't matter. You know, NBA Twitter with the, you know, Giannis Frada Takumpo and all that BS that they do on there. Oh, and the, the asterisk that they're going to put on this year? Yeah, they put an asterisk on every. They said it was a Mickey Mouse championship when the Lakers won last year. A championship oh is a championship. You, you, I don't you care. Got it. You got it. Those people, they, they need to go outside, right? They, they need to yeah, go outside. They, and talk yeah, to they need a job application. Because, look, the, you know championship, they don't know how hard it is to play professional sports during a pandemic. Yeah. Like, and like every, your whole now, world is turned upside down. 20 years like, from now, do you think anyone's going to talk about the injuries that led up to the Bucks getting to the finals or the Suns getting to the finals? Anybody's going to talk about – the, you know, any kind of asterisk. No, it's a championship. I'm sure there's – we could go back and look at other championships where injuries happen and people got lucky and a team that shouldn't have been there got there. I, I'm sure there's plenty of cases of it. It doesn't matter. It's a championship. It's what it is. Yeah, you need to be lucky to win a championship. You need a little bit. But it. also, it's an asterisk on it. People are busting their asses every day to yeah. become a better basketball player. Except for Ben Simmons, but the elite, besides the that elite. point, yeah. people, yeah. They're, uh, they're you're out there working every day to win a championship. Oh, what's your what's your fun? What's your put an asterisk on it? My prediction. Okay, my prediction. I'm going Bucks in seven. I'm saying Suns in seven. You're saying Suns in seven. And seven, I think it's seven okay. games. I think they're they, okay. I think what both teams are good at the other team, it, like the other team is is not great at defending. You know what I mean? Like they they all they counter each team each other's weaknesses and strengths. So I think it's um I think it's going to be fun. I think it's really going to be a very uh very tight one. I think most of the games are going to be close with like a blowout, maybe one or two blowouts where one team just isn't it can't shoot one night, but um, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I do think the Suns steal the first game because I don't think Giannis is going to play. Um, are they yep. are they playing in Milwaukee or in, or in Phoenix first? Uh, they're going to play in Phoenix first. Okay, then I, I do think the Suns take take the first two games, and then the first two games. I think they take the first two games. Suns are going to be up two nothing. I think You're Milwaukee. They're going to be up two nothing. I think it's going to be 2-2 after the home games are done, and it's going to be two home wins for each team. And I think, and then after that, it's going to get a little wonky. That's how I feel about it. But uh, honestly, so, if you if you could beat the freaking robot laser beam Kevin Durant and how he played Game Six, Game Seven, game, the whole series, honestly, um, I think the Bucks steal the first game. Without Giannis, they lose the second game. Um, they lose game three, 
but they win game four. And then after that, it's going to wind up going to seven with the Bucks coming up, coming out at the top. Okay. I can, I can, I can realistically see the Bucks riding on this momentum without Giannis and winning game one, honestly. Right. Well, we're going to talk a little baseball now that that's over. Um, we got the oh, All-Star ball announced. The reserves all announced. Um, I have, I had some deferring opinions with some of them. I personally don't hate the rule that every team has to have a representative. I think that's dumb. I think the best players should play in the All-Star game. The NBA don't have that rule where you got to have one player from every team. Also because it's not yeah, possible. They should have that rule. How else are people going to remember the Sacramento Kings exist? I don't need a Pittsburgh Pirate player to play in the in the All-Star game if they don't deserve it. Now, Adam Frazier at second base deserves to be an All-Star. He's like got he's batting like 330 and he plays for the Pirates. But like the Tigers, they have uh, Gregory Soto, a relief pitcher who's not that great, is in an All-Star instead of Chris Bassett who, I, if I'm not mistaken, leads the American League in ERA and didn't make the All-Star game. That doesn't make sense. But, so we are highlighted by... So, first off, Shohei Otani is now the first player to make the All-Star game, both as a hitter and a pitcher at the same time. So, good for Shohei. Uh, that's... That's that's amazing. He's um he's having a historic season. I, there was a guy on ESPN that said he's having maybe the best season of all time. Um, I don't necessarily okay, see that. that he, said he said it the same day that he only pitched uh, one third of an inning or two thirds of an inning because the uh, I can't remember. The, I think they're playing the Yankees. Hit him for like six runs and like a third of the inning. So I don't know about that. I I've got Flatty as the MVP favorite right now for the American League, but. Um, I will say, um, you know, that uh, I, I think most of them are right. Most of the all-star things are right. But me being a Braves fan, Freddie Freeman should not be starting at first base, dude. It should be Max Muncy. That is one of the – this is why fan voting is ridiculous. Atlanta Braves fans are very rabid. And I thought that – I thought that, the you know, Dodgers fans were, were crazier. And I thought they'd be, you know, vote, 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 vote. Braves fans love them some Freddie Freeman, and they voted a lot because he has not been that good. He's been good. He's been all-star level, but not Freddie Freeman level. And it's, I don't know, dude. I just can't, I can't believe he's starting first baseman. But we've got um, the National League. We got the two out. We got two Reds outfielders. We've got Acuna. Um, and then the infield is, you know, National League is riddled with all the superstars. Uh, got Brandon Crawford, the old veteran man, coming off the bench and reserves, um, which is awesome. Uh, Brandon Crawford definitely deserves it. Um, the pitching is the most interesting to me because there's not as many superstars as usual. Um, so, like, we, nationally I mean, we've got Trump, who is yeah, definitely the starter. Nobody else comes close. I mean, it feels like the definitive best pitcher in baseball right now is Jacob Degrom, and it's not even close. It's it's not he's even close. He might be, he's one of the best pitchers of all time at his current ability. Like no is, joke. Is he he's, having an all time season right now? 
He's having a he's having an all time like West. a point five ERA. That's insane. He's having one of the all time like past three or four seasons, dude. He's been absolutely elite. He just happens to play for a franchise that does not give him the wins that should match up with his ERA. Uh, we've uh, so we've got Degrom. This is for the starters. We got Degrom, Corbin Burns, who come out of nowhere for the Brewers because he had been very up and down for them, but he's been fantastic this year. Got you, Darvish, who's been an all-star before. Then Kevin Gaussman, um, former Brave, Giant, who's been excellent this year. Then the ace of that whole the whole rotation, he's been great. The Rockies' sole starter is uh, Herman Marquez, the pitcher for the Rockies, who has the terrible assignment of trying to pitch at Coors Field all the time, um, which I, I think he's only there because they have to have a representative because – He's okay. He's been fine. But um, then we got Trevor Rogers, kind of the blue from the Marlins. He's been great. I think he's also a rookie. He's been awesome. And then we got Scherzer, superstar. Zach Wheeler, who has been a lot better than he previously was. I don't know what happened. Been awesome this year. If it wasn't for DeGrom, I think Zach Wheeler would be up there for the Cy Young. And then we got Brandon Woodruff, Josh Hader, Kenley, Kenley Jansen. I think it's Kenny, Kenley Jansen. Um, yeah, Kenley Jansen. And, uh, yeah. That's cool. Good for them. Huh? So, and then the American League, I mean, I, I liked it. I thought, you know, it was a, some of the guys I thought were kind of missing. Let me Let me pull that back up. Just announced them today. Um, actually, like an hour ago. So I haven't really got to look look at them. Um, so, actually, I think I made a mess. Okay, I got all the starting pitchers right. Craig Kimbrell made it. Mark Melanson, Alex Reyes, not Kenley Jansen. Kenley Jansen did not make it, um, which is wow. Um, I thought Kenley Jansen not making it was kind of weird. Um, Alex Reyes got kind of knocked around that he he blew a save today against the Rockies. They the Rockies also you know being a terrible team you know they lead Major League Baseball in um in walk off wins <laughs> even though they're they're terrible. Um, Something about Colorado man. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. 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 Um, but yeah, most part everything's fine. The American League. I thought some of the reserves were weird. Texas having three players and being terrible, and then Oakland only having one. Was it one? Oakland had one player. So that is... Oakland uh, leads the whole West. Uh, Ramon Laureano not making the reserves is bad. Bad. This has been great. I don't see how how the heck that's even possible. All they got's Matt Olson, who definitely should be there, but dude, that's that's horrendous to not have to not have Ramon Laureano there. That's crazy. But um, other than that, I think the American League mostly is is right. Um, you say Kikuchi being there for the Mariners. See, I don't like that he's there because he sh- if he wasn't if the Mariners didn't have they didn't have the quota, he wouldn't be there. 
Neither would Gregory Soto for the Tigers. So I don't know about that. Um, I also feel like um, Emmanuel Classe should have made it for the uh, for the Indians. But other than that, yeah, it looks looks like it'll be fun. All Star Game is always fun. I like the All Star Game. So yeah, I'm I'm all all down for what we've got so far. I'm more excited for the Home Run Derby. I think for the Home Run Derby. We have we got so far. I know that we have Shohei Otani is going to be participating. Um, we've got Pete Alonso, Trevor Story, Trey Mancini. Um, Trey Mancini, but is he still on the Orioles? He is still on the Orioles, and he oh, is. Oh, I feel so bad for him. Well, he, he oh, even worse. He just recovered from cancer, so. Plays on the oh, Orioles God. and he just had cancer. He's had he a tough. Plays on the Orioles and he had cancer. That that's gotta suck. Yeah, so that's what we got so far. I believe is Salvador Perez, Trey Mancini, Trevor Story, Pete Alonso, Shohei Otani. Um, so I think I don't know if that's gonna be all of them or not. But yeah, that's what we got so far. So that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I'm excited for the All Star game. I think it'll be cool. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the All-Star game just so, like, um, you know how baseball is. After the All-Star game, that's when the good teams, they start getting on their runs. Um, I'm excited to see the the best teams um, separate themselves. Um, hopefully the Cincinnati Reds can be one of them, but um, you, you know how it is down Bet there. But um. I would I would love to see Jacob DeGrom in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Blake. I'm not a Braves fan. And the Braves can still make the playoffs with the with the Mets making the playoffs. I'm not worried about that. Um also I would love to what's going on with the Yankees? They were <laughs> hyped up as one of the best teams in baseball, and right now they're just middle of the pack. They're fourth place in their division right now. Um yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about the Yankees? Because I don't. Because I don't know what's going on with them. I don't know why they're playing so bad. It's it's a mixture of there there are lots of swing and miss hitting, like it's uh, home run or strikeout, and then the back yeah, end. That's what lineup. happens when you have Giancarlo Stanton in your lineup. He's gonna strike out. Stan's solid though. Stan's been fine. Judge's been fine. He's been Gary fine. Gary, yeah, um, Stan's been. Fine. I think he had like a t- eleven game hitting streak at one point too. But Gary Sanchez is abysmal. Um, Glaber Torres super streaky. Luke Voigt's just getting back, but he's a lot of swing and miss yeah. too. Dude, entire... Luke Voigt is the most hyped baseball player of all time. When he plays, every Yankees game I play, dude, I just chant Luke, Luke, Luke. Luke, Luke Voigt, such a good player. Um, Come on the podcast one day. Eventually, we would love to have you on. Please. You know you said that you got a lot of swing and miss in your game, yeah, but I'm sure you yeah. already know that. I, I, I'm going to DM him on Instagram after this okay. episode. I want Luke Voigt on. He's he's a good player. He's okay. hype. I love Luke Voigt. Cool with Luke Voigt, but honestly, their best infielder has been Gio Urshela. And Gio Urshela has been solid. And then they've had like a weird rotation in the outfield. So, and I hate Gary Sanchez by the plate. And um, it seems that um, without sticky stuff, that Garrett Cole can't pitch. He's been getting knocked <laughs> around since they banned the sticky stuff. So, uh, and the whole pitching staff as a whole has been not very good. Aroldis Chapman has been miserable this last month. 
absolutely miserable. Oh so God. I don't know what they've got um, going on. They, they, I'm sure there's going to be a, lots of trades happening. I imagine they're going to try to trade for uh, probably Starling Marte from the Marlins at the trade deadline, someone like that, uh, a high-average center fielder who can who's good at fielding. Um, hit something yeah, like that. I would say game, I watched the featured the Yankees. They were up, um, I think eight to four against the Angels. Um, yeah. Chapman gave up a grand slam in the ninth. Inning. Walsh. Yep, that's the first and time they've a four-run lead in the ninth inning in over eight hundred games. Yes, the Yankees are down bad right now. That was a horrible ninth inning to watch. Oh my so God. the, the troubling was- part is so if they were in the National League being 41 and 41 would be a little more you know they can work with it but in the American League that's not you know because they're so there's two wild card spots and right now the two wild card spots are going to go to the Rays and the Athletics and they wouldn't even be behind them for that because then the the Mariners are ahead of them the Blue Jays are ahead of them. The Indians are ahead of them, and the Angels are ahead of them. So they are in the American League, one of the on the bottom half. The only teams they have better record than are the Tigers, Royals, Twins, Rangers, and Orioles. That's it. Everyone else is better than them in the American League right now, which is you know, and all those teams I named that are worse than them are poverty. They're in. They're in like the they're in a very bad place right now, and the Yankees are borderline in that, and that's, I I mean that's scary for Yankees fans. Um, but I mean, in the, if you go to the National League, I mean the Braves are forty one and forty two, similar record, but they're in a good spot to make still make the playoffs. They're only two back from the Mets. The Mets only have forty three wins. Braves have forty one. Um, I mean the the they have about the same record as the Cubs, the Reds, and the Cardinals. And then, you know, the NL West is just – they have three teams over 50 wins. But for the most of – the majority of the uh, National League, you know, they, they're all in about the same boat. So the Braves can still catch up, and it's more everybody's kind of in about the same same mode right now. Like, you know, the, the Mets, Braves, Nationals, Reds, Cubs, Cardinals all have similar records. It's not like it is with the, the Yankees right now, so – Baseball is going to be it's going to be interesting what we get post July after the trade deadline. I'm sure all those teams I mentioned that are close on the border, you know, even the Yankees too, they're going to make some trades, and we're going to see how it shakes up. Yeah, this is when baseball actually gets really interesting. Uh, I just wish you could just skip pre um pre All Star <laughs> break pre All Star break on um, baseball. It's uh, just a snooze fest, to be honest. In my opinion, real, I love baseball. Baseball is my favorite sport. Before we move on to the last segment, got to acknowledge Kyle Schwarber having the best month of baseball I've ever witnessed anyone hitting ever have with 16 home runs, 31 RBIs, and that came across 18 games, I believe, and that is absolutely nuts. I think he had 18 singles and 18 home runs and no other hits. That's awesome. I think that's great. Uh, I'm glad to see him play like he did when the Cubs won the World Series because since then he's been kind of real hit or miss, and now he's hit in very little miss this past month. So, but that was cool. 
So we're gonna move on to the last part before we leave today. We are going to do a top 10 of our current NBA players. This is not their overall career. This is not how um, how we see them as their all-time rankings or anything like that. This is just how we feel about right now the current state of the NBA. Who's the top 10 best players? Um, and remember, this is opinions. If you don't disagree, that's fine. Don't give a shit. Um, you can write us about it, tweet us about it, comment on Instagram, whatever you want to do. But just know, at the end of the day, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody's got one, and most of them stink. Okay? So, you want to go ahead. That was horrible. That was a horrible... Let me get a tomato to throw it at you. That was horrible. That was a horrible segment, dude. Come on, man. You can't do that. That's horrible. It's a, it's the tr- it's the truth, is it not? Most of them it's stink. The truth, but it's, it's the truth, but it's dog shit. It's fucking terrible. Okay. Um You go first. You go uh, first with your with your yeah, with your yeah. stinky opinion. I'll, I'll go first since I'm the guy with like three fucking monitors. Okay. Number one, Kevin Durant. I think I was going to count back the other way, but okay. Undisputed. Number two, Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's better than LeBron right now. Um, he, his, his team, the way the Bucks play this season, I wouldn't say it's underrated. I'd just say that it's underreported by the bastards at ESPN. Number three, LeBron James. LeBron, he will be a top player until he retires. Number four, I have Luka Doncic. Probably the most important player for any team that I've seen in NBA history. What the him right now? Five? You're you're breaking up bad, my dude. The joke, he will be back. Uh, it's probably fireworks and stuff going on. Number six, I have uh, Damian hey, Lillard. Hey, I don't know if the recording's going to cut out, so why don't you go back to two and it again so you don't have to re-record it later. Wait, wait, wait till it clears up because okay, you, okay. you, you're black right now. Okay, number two, I have Yannis Antetokounmpo. He is a on right now. His team has been really under the radar lately and pretty much all season. Number three, we have LeBron. He will be a tough to play. Four, I have Luka Doncic because he's pretty much the whole map organization. But we'll they deserve success. Number five, I have the MVP, Nikola Jokic. He should have been rejected, but move on past that. Number six, Damian Lillard. He, what? Loyal. He's a good, um, he's a good athlete to follow on Twitter. He responds to people. He talks to people. Hopefully, Damian Lillard. I will. Conversation with you one day. Um, I think it would be fun. Um, I also want to talk to CJ McCollum. I want to talk to him. Hi, BD Duke, because I don't like that. Number seven, I have um, James Harden. 
he was a not an all-star. He was an MVP candidate before he got hurt in the middle of the season. Um, since he joined the Brooklyn Nets, he's been a very good ball facilitator. He's been a great all-around player. Um, I, I I like Brooklyn James Harden better than James Harden. Number eight, I have Devin Booker. He's really coming up. He's a young. I I can't believe I'm saying Devin Booker's young. He's been in the league like eight years. He's only like 25. But um, yeah, he he's young. His first playoff experience going to the NBA Finals. Wow, wow. Number nine, I have Joel Embiid, the most important player that came out of the failed process by the 76ers. <laughs> process failed. The process is dead. Okay, Sixers fans. Process is over, y'all. Process is fucking dead. And that's my number nine. Number ten, I have Anthony Davis. AKA Street Clothes. According to Charles Barkley, Street Clothes, he don't play. <laughs> he don't play. Right. But when he does play, he's a damn good basketball player. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do mine the opposite way. I'm going to do mine 10 to 1 because I feel like that's much more um, cinematic, you know, with the, uh, you know, suspenseful. Um, so, um, I'm going to go ahead and say honorable mentions are Devin Booker and Trey Young on mine. Um, and also Kyrie Irving. There's lots of guys that are right there between the 8 and 15 range that I think could interchange. But my number 10 is uh, James Harden. Uh, I still think, you know, the people have a bad taste in their mouth on James Harden because of the, the playoff thing, playing on one leg. Dude's elite. He's elite. He's elite shot maker, elite playmaker, good rebounder, situational, sometimes good at defense. James Harden, number 10. Nine, I have Damian Lillard. He carries an entire franchise on his back. But I do feel like sometimes he he can't sh he takes too many bad shots and he's a little bit of a liability on defense. So I I, I don't he doesn't do a lot more than score. Um he, he dishes the ball out pretty well, but he's he's an elite scorer and then good at every all the other stuff. So Eight, I have Joel Embiid. I think he's the uh, the uh, one of the, the second best center in the NBA, and I think he carries a non-functional team pretty well with the way they're stacked. And um, yeah, I mean he, he's one of the better, most dominant players inside the paint in the NBA. Seven, I have Kawhi because he's still an elite defender, and he showed against the Mavericks that he is an elite shot maker as well still and. Um, I don't see how he could be outside of the top 10. I don't think he's top five anymore because I don't think he can carry a team by himself like uh, everybody that I have basically from six on. Um, so, but uh, six, I got Luka. Uh, I would have him higher, but he hasn't proven that he can get past all that adversary, ad, ad, adversity. Damn. But I also feel like he had the Clippers. I feel like he had the worst team of anybody on this list around him, and nobody else showed up, so I can't put that all on him. But I think he can carry a team and carry that load as long as everyone else is at least doing their job, and I don't feel like no one else did their job. 
five, I got Steph Curry. Um, he is. I, he he's never gonna not be on this list for me unless he's just not, unless he loses it, loses that touch or something. But he's elite shot maker. He changes the way teams game plan, and, and even at his age right now, and he's you know sometimes he he has ankle problems. Without Clay out there, he still did great things this year. Was awesome. Uh, underrated defender. He's just kind of small, but. Still, he's, he's a top-five player to me, and I don't see him not being a top-five player anytime soon. Um, four, I have Jokic, Mr. MVP. Uh, I think he's, the only thing that limits him is his lacking athleticism, but his IQ, his floor awareness, his, um, his leadership acumen, he's, he's tough as hell. He is, he's awesome, so I... Uh, I really like Tahib. I mean, I really like uh, Nikola Jokic. So, I think that's going to be great. Um, and I, I just, I have him four. I can't put him in that upper echelon yet because, like, like I said, he hasn't taken his team anywhere. He hasn't pushed his team over that boundary. So, then three. I mean, it's I have, hard when Jamal Murray is hurt for a whole season. It, it is, but season. I have to take it. Like to they take were the hottest team after they traded for Aaron Gordon, but to take Jamal it, Murray. What it is, what I saw... They were just too injured. They were like a walking infirmary by the end of the season. Three, contrary to what you say, I have Giannis at three. Um, I think his non-ability to, uh, to to shoot and sometimes him disappearing at moments um, makes him at three for me. And I think he takes, he takes some dumb shots where he doesn't realize how physically capable he is to dominate just about any other person on the floor, and he ta- he settles a lot. Um, and two, I have LeBron because he's LeBron. He's going to be top two or three on this list until he retires, or in- unless he just falls off a cliff in terms of talent and ability. But with LeBron, he's he's the man. He's one of the best basketball players of all time. So he's number two. And then right now, I currently have KD because he's the best mix of athleticism, scoring defense and killer instinct I think the NBA has to offer so I, I, that's what I, I'm sticking with KD as my number one okay guys um, that has been our top 10 list you can agree with us or disagree with us but honestly we don't give a shit but um yeah that has been the sports radio podcast for July 4th Happy 4th of July, everybody. And, Happy 4th. Um, we'll hope see you guys you, next time. Enjoy. Hope you listen to us soon. Um, go Denmark. And that's all I have to say. Bye-bye. Let's go.